Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick Lepre of Stochastic.com. I'm joined today with Matt Savoka. And in today's video, we're going to be talking about the hero running back draft strategy. Now, this video goes basically hand-in-hand, hand, a nice handshake with yesterday's video where we talked about the zero running back draft strategy. So once this video is done, don't leave yet. Just at the end of the video, go ahead and go watch that one. I think me and Gajewski did a great time talking about that. We did a great job. I said great time. It is what it is. We're going to have a great time today, though, as well, talking about the hero running back draft strategy. We're going to start off the video, just give it a quick little breakdown on how we believe the hero running back draft strategy works. And then we are going to be doing a mock draft showing off. So if you had any questions about how the hero running back draft strategy works, I think the mock draft is going to answer all of those questions for you. How are you doing today, Matt? I am doing fantastically, and I couldn't agree more. I thought you and Gajeski broke down what has become the uh, premier main strategy in terms of overall roster allocation in fantasy drafts, zero RB, hero RB, or anchor RB, as, what, as we're talking about today, kind of grew out of the zero RB strategy and kind of mixed in the rationality of getting the most valuable player in fantasy from a positional standpoint the bell cow running back and then focusing elsewhere. So I think it's a really good uh, way to break down the differences between the two. And also so that uh, when you get into a draft room and you're trying to figure out what strategy you could, you can implement on the fly, you know, where you're going, you know, the options about where you're going. And between yesterday's video with Gajeski and yourself and today's, I think you're going to be very prepared. Yeah, I definitely agree. So before we get on into things, though, please make sure if you are new to hit that subscribe button, whether you are new or not, doesn't even matter. Make sure you hit the like button and leave a comment on today's video as well and follow us on Twitter. I have added the graphic onto the screen right now in post. Obviously, I'm a professional editor like that. So let's get into the video. <laughs> so the first thing before we even talk about hero running back, I just want to make this very clear. I say this in every video. Don't go into the draft thinking I need to do hero running back. Let the draft fall to you, obviously. Now, in today's draft, we are going to be selecting from pick number two. So you can kind of go into the draft thinking that, right? Because you basically know who's going to be there at pick number two. But if you're at pick number 10, you're thinking, I want to do hero running back. What happens at pick number 10? If you don't like the running backs, then you are going to reach. So don't put yourself in this metaphorical box. Make sure you go into the draft with a very open mind. So first, before you even do the mock draft, explain to me what your opinion is on the hero running back draft strategy. Specifically, hero running back involves taking exactly one running back in the first two rounds to me and then staying away from the position until we are firmly out of the middle rounds. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm stocking wide receivers only in those other picks. It just means that I'm focusing on the strengths of my team elsewhere besides running back two. Running back one is the position that very often carries championship winning teams. That's the bottom line. You got to have a year, you got to have a player like a Jonathan Taylor last year, a Christian McCaffrey in previous years, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. These difference maker players are so incredibly valuable 
that sometimes it doesn't even matter the quality of your running back too, especially <laughs> if it's just in the middle, uh, the middle tier, say running back 18 or 19 in fantasy points per game. You can absolutely create a fantasy championship winning roster with the running back 19 to 25 as your running back two on your team, so long as that running back one is anchoring the touches and projections and production of your team. Then we're just going to focus elsewhere and getting the strengths of our team up everywhere else except for the running back position. And often in Hero RB, I'll say last, I don't have a running back in the flex position. Really, it's one specific superstar running back. And then I'm actually focusing on positional strengths elsewhere. How about you? Yeah, I completely agree with your assessment of here running back. I think some people say you just take one running back in the first round, but I think your explanation is a little bit better. I think you don't have to necessarily take that running back in the first round. You can take a wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, if you're feeling a little bit crazy in the first round, and then in the second round, go ahead and get that running back. So I think your explanation was great. So I think we should get on into the draft so you guys can fully understand how this is going to be working. So now I have added the draft to the screen. We're going to be selecting from the number two overall spot. I think personally with the hero running back draft strategy, if you do want to draft that running back in the first round, you want to be in the first couple of picks. Whereas yesterday's zero running back draft strategy, me and Gajewski talked about how you kind of want to be at the end of the first round. So you can hammer in on those elite wide receivers, guys like Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams at pick nine through 12, in my opinion. So do you agree with that sentiment that if you're doing here a running back, you probably want to be drafting a little bit earlier? I think based on how most fantasy drafts go, you know what pick you have in the first round just by the nature of your own league, right? And there are places where certain strategies make more sense. In the first two picks this year, we are in most leagues, half PBR or standard leagues especially, we're seeing Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey go off the board, making it very advantageous to implement a strategy like Hero RB or Anchor RB from the beginning. But that is no hard and fast rule, especially since every single fantasy draft is different. Your home league yeah. is different. Every underdog draft, we're doing this year is different and so i don't want to make any hard and fast rules in fact i wanted to say one thing in the strategy session uh before we headed into the draft one thing i really like to do especially when i'm talking about a home league that i might draft on sleeper the platform you see in front of you here on youtube i like to write down what i believe the first 25 picks of the draft are it doesn't take that long just open up a google doc or something like that and just write down the top 25 names and just see if you can predict those top two rounds, you'll be surprised at how well you actually do. ADP doesn't change that often. And that's why we can start to see, at least based on our first two picks, what strategy we might have available to us. So that's a long-winded way of saying the number two overall pick is a great way and a great start to use Hero RB this year. Yeah, and to go off what you were saying, I actually think if you've been in a league for a while with people, the same people, you could actually go back and look at your draft history and figure yes, out who's sir. going to be that that guy who's going to take the quarterback in the second round. You can figure out where that's going to happen because most people don't change their strategies, right? Most people are hard set on what they're going to do every single year. Even if it doesn't work for them, they're going to keep doing it. So you can check that out as well. That's something I've done in the past, and I actually find that it works. So we're going to begin the draft here at the number two overall spot. And unless something crazy here happens at the number one overall spot, which it did, that does kind of change our pick here. Thank yeah, you. obviously, we'll go Jonathan Taylor. It doesn't change the implementation of this strategy at all. Uh, I yeah. certainly expected uh, Jonathan Taylor to go number one, and he probably will in your draft. But for the sake of this draft and for this strategy, 
doesn't change anything for us. Let's take Taylor and then implement the same strat. Yeah, you can even imagine if you're a viewer, this is Christian McCaffrey, right? If you think that it's impossible that Derrick Henry or some other player goes at the one-on-one over Jonathan Taylor, I think at about 90% of drafts you're going to do, probably Jonathan Taylor goes at the one-on-one. But then again, if you aren't an at-home league, you're playing with Jim from the office, and maybe, you know, someone's a little bit crazy, they like Derrick Henry, they like Christian McCaffrey, things will happen, right? It's not a lock that Jonathan Taylor goes number one in every draft, but it, it does seem very likely. So after Taylor came McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Swift, Travis Kelsey, and the second round begins with Stefan Diggs, Joe Mixon, Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Nicholas Chubb, Debo Samuel, Mark Andrews, CeeDee Lamb, Saquon Barkley, and Alvin Kamara were up. So we did get our anchor, our hero running back here with the first pick. So where would you look with our second pick? This is honestly perfect. This is a perfect place. And now Aaron Jones is creeping up all of our rankings here. And so Aaron Jones notwithstanding, I think we have some incredible wide receiver talent available to us. Right now with the news that Rob Gronkowski is retired, Chris Godwin's timeline to return in Tampa Bay is up in the air still. Mike Evans is the clear pick for me, even over A.J. Brown. But here's what I'm looking at. I am thrilled with the idea of possibly getting a Keenan Allen and AJ Brown, even T Higgins or Deontay Johnson with my third round pick. So when I take Evans, it's almost like I don't even need to care about my little technical details in this wide receiver tier. I'm just taking multiple and enjoying the ride. All right. So let's go with Mike Evans here. I completely agree with everything that you said. I do though. Still have a strong belief that Gronk's going to play this year. I know he retired. I think he's going to end up playing. But based upon the news we have right now, I think Mike Evans is probably going to move up draft boards. He should already have been a second-round pick, in my opinion, and maybe even slightly higher than where he's going right now. So I like Mike Evans a ton, and I think he fits this strategy quite well, especially if Godwin has a series. Like, if he's missing six weeks, we could really see Evans have a fantastic season yet again. So after Evans came Kyle Pitts, and then Javante Williams. We are now back up on the board. Who are you looking? So for me, it's Keenan Allen, the quality of the offense, the pass-happy nature of the offense. A.J. Brown is an incredible player, but I still worry about the overall volume. He has players like Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith to compete with, not to mention the fact that Philadelphia needs to prove to us that they're going to be more pass-heavy this year. I don't have any of those concerns with the next two players on our list, Keenan Allen and T. Higgins. Both have strong quarterback play, pass-happy offenses, and should get plenty of opportunities. Allen's the clear pick for me. Okay, my pick would have been A.J. Brown, not by a wide margin, though. I think that with A.J. Brown, you're just betting on the efficiency. You're betting on the fact that he's such a talented player. And I also don't believe that a team would trade that pick to get and pay this guy all this money right if they weren't going to use him in heavy fashion. So that's why I like A.J. Brown. Again, I understand why you like Keenan Allen, and I'm fine taking Keenan Allen here. It's not like there's a crazy tear break for me. Mm -hmm. I like T. Higgins as well, but I also don't feel like in the first three rounds I want to be drafting the secondary wide receiver on a team. And that has nothing sure. really to do with T. Higgins' talent, right? He's a very good player. And he could even finish higher than Jamar Chase. It wouldn't surprise me. But I definitely prefer to go with Keenan Allen on a great offense. So let's move on to our next pick here. After Keenan Allen came A.J. Brown, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Pat Mahomes, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Antonio Gibson, James Conner, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, Leonard Fournette, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, Brees Hall, Tee Higgins, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, <laughs> Justin Herbert, J.K. Dobbins, and... Uh, Josh Jacobs. So we're back up on the board here. Three quarterbacks ready off the board, four tight ends. Not all that out of the, out of the ordinary here, especially mm -hmm. in normal leagues. People take a lot of quarterbacks and 
the tight ends do come off the board quite quick because for most people, after that kind of top four, top five, depending on how you see some of these tight ends, people get a little bit nervous afterwards. So we have seen actually five tight ends off the board. I lied straight to your face. So all the top five are gone. Makes a lot of sense. So we're back up on the board here. I assume that means that we are not going to be looking tight end here because there's really no need to reach into that next group. You said it. That's correct. Once those big five are off the board, we got a big tier break. As much as I believe in the overall talent of TJ Hawkinson, the way that that offense has changed this year, how can you say that he's definitely going to enter the elite tier this year? Certainly in the range of outcomes, but far from the most probable as well. So I'm looking wide receiver once again. I absolutely love this tier. Now, DK Metcalf and Jalen Waddle are not players that I am particularly high on this year. Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, Allen Robinson are the three players that stick out in these next tier of wide receivers for me. But again, we're not focused on technical evaluation as much in this case as we are positional allocation, if that makes sense. Not technical evaluation, Yes, positional allocation, which means that we believe that the core of Evans, Allen, and whatever two wide receivers we pick from this tier is going to outpace the four wide receiver core of any other team while still having a bell cow at the top of the draft. So for me, it's Jerry Judy. I'll let you pick this one. All right. My pick definitely is not DK Metcalf. I'm just going to pause the draft so that we don't just auto pick and then I have to go scroll through this thing again but at the end of the day here i don't like dk metcalf nothing to do with dk metcalf i don't like drew lock i think there is still a chance that baker mayfield gets moved there because the cleveland browns are willing to eat i believe half of his pay or half of his salary so there is still a chance that baker mayfield does get moved but if i'm being honest with you even with baker mayfield i'm not too sure i want to invest in dk metcalf my pick would be jalen waddle but i do like jerry judy a ton as well so waddle for me Let's just, we can get into the analysis for a moment. He's just not going to receive the target share he received last year. He's just not going to. And so now you're saying he has to be efficient on less opportunities on an offense that just got one of the most efficient wide receivers in the league. So I, I see a team that we can't guarantee efficiency for their wide receivers because of the influx nature of their quarterback play. And we know the volume is going to be lower. Those are players I typically fade in fantasy. I still think Waddle is a premier talent at the position. Okay. My thought process is more that I believe that the offense is going to be better without Brian Flores. I think they have a better offensive line. I think Tua takes that next step. If all of that is the case, then Jalen Waddle could easily finish as a top 12 wide receiver. Again, if you're not as strong of a believer in Tua, it makes perfect sense not to love Jalen Waddle at the spot. So we're going to go with Jerry Judy. I think he would be my next best option up. I think it's still kind of 50-50 whether he or Cortland Sutton end up being the number one guy in the offense. Mm -hmm. But right now, I think Jerry Judy's a fine pick inside the fourth round. And then if available, uh, Allen Robinson would be my next pick. That's right. That's that's it for me. Uh, Waddle, Pittman, Robinson, even Cortland Sutton. Uh, I'm fine taking two Denver wide receivers in a league right now, especially when Russell Wilson's their quarterback. This is such a great place to be. And honestly, it highlights why the hero RB strategy has gotten so popular. Whoever we're picking right now is a superstar at the position, literally has wide receiver one overall upside. That's where we see a lot of these next year wide receiver ones come from right in this fourth, fifth round range. I hate to say it, but I don't care. I don't care who we get out of this group. Godwin's the one that, because of injury, I'm a little bit more concerned about. But even if you wanted to go waddle now, let's do it. 
All right, if you believed that Chris Godwin was going to play, maybe only missed three games, then I think Chris Godwin would, I might have said Al Robinson, but I think Chris Godwin would be a smash pick here, even though we have Mike Evans. But we will go with Jalen Waddle here, be a little bit different. I also like Michael Thomas, but I'm still very unsure what's going to be. Is we're going to ride the Michael Thomas train again? Is he going to screw us over? Or is he going to play week one and be a fucking top 10 receiver? There are two outcomes that are very widely different, and I think either of those could easily happen. So we're going to pick Jalen Waddle here. But before we get into the next pick, I would like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor of today's video, Underdog Fantasy. We've talked about them in today's video. We do a million drafts on there every single Monday. We'll be live with Mock Draft Monday on there. And you can find me in the lobby all the time. If you find me and you have Twitter, screenshot my team, send it to me, say, Nick, your team sucks ass. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to do that. So, Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play fantasy football this summer. The Best Ball Mania 3 tournament has $10 million in total prize money. All you got to do is draft your team. That's it. My favorite part about fantasy football is the draft. I love doing these mock drafts. I think it's very fun. And then you don't even have to edit your team. You don't have to call Jim from the office to try to make a fucking trade. No, you don't have to worry about that. All you got to do is draft the team. The computer automatically puts the highest scores in your lineup every single week. Last year's Best Ball Mania champion drafted in June. So you can draft right now. You don't have to wait until august underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 when you sign up using promo code awesomeo a-w-e-s-e-m-o that's good for four entries into the best ball mania three tournament or if you're wanting to do the rookies and sophomore drafts that's 10 free drafts in rookies and sophomores head over to underdogfantasy.com or in the app store or just click on the link in the video description probably also in the pinned comment as well again promo code awesomeo a-w-e-s-e-m-o so back on into the video here. After one, Jalen Waddle came, Cortland Sutton, Travis Etienne, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, Lamar Jackson, Clyde Edwards-Lair, Elijah Mitchell, Allen Robinson, Michael Pittman, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, TJ Hawkinson, Damian Harris, Dalton Schultz, Traylon Burks, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Walker, Mike Williams, Hollywood Brown, and then Dallas Goddard. We are back up on the board here. We already have four receivers and we have one running back. When do you feel as though the floodgates are open for us to take another running back? Well, it's certainly available now. This is a know your league situation. If we were playing in a two flex league, I would still push the hero running back strategy, especially with this wide receiver yes. tier we have right now. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks. These dudes are beasts at the position, and I feel like we're about to hit a tier break. But with the way that the league settings are in this particular draft, I don't think positional allocation says that wide receiver is the most advantageous pick despite it being the best spot on the board. To me, it is time to look quarterback, best running back available. Uh, do we have Clyde? Let's look at that running back board right now. So to me, I still see some possible league winners. Devin Singletary, a top 10 running back down the stretch. Uh, Tony Pollard is more interesting to me than, say, A.J. Dillon, Kareem Hunt. Chase Edmonds, same as that. It's so funny. Right now, the draft, the value is a wide receiver, but pick whoever you want, Nick. All right, I'm going to pause the draft because I want to make sure that we get this pick correct here. Uh, my pick would be Jalen Hurts right now, I think. Now, again, we talk so heavily on the Best Ball channel about stacking in a redraft league. I am not someone who needs to have that stack, right? I don't need to have Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Jerry Judy's quarterback. For me, I think Jalen Hurts literally could be the number one quarterback in all fantasy football. Do you agree with taking Jalen Hurts, or did you really want to go running back? Oh, I'm fine there. Absolutely. Well. This is a, a great spot to take quarterback. This is the this is the last tier after Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, where we have any opportunity that we're going to actually get the number one overall quarterback. After that, you're just it's just not happening. 
I think you, you, can you might have argument. someone serviceable, but you might you will not have the number one overall. You will not have that league winner at the position. Okay, I think you could kind of argue maybe if Dak bounces back, he could be number one. But I digress. I like Jalen. No, I, I said that. I said that oh, okay. after the Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford tier. Uh, I I actually think we're overvaluing Trey Lance. Trey Lance's ability. We we don't have any sort of major discount on him this year. He's expected to be great. Um, again, for me, it's a it's a running back here, uh, especially with Thielen and St. Brown gone. Cooks is my highest uh, projected player available. I'll just say that straight up. But if you believe that we're kind of out of the wide receiver position right now, then Devin Singletary is my pick. Yeah, I agree with you. I would go Devin Singletary here. I think you could definitely take Brandon Cooks. I have Brandon Cooks ranked as my highest wide receiver here. I also like Drake London, but I'm also fine if we take a running back here and then want to kind of stray away. There are some other wide receivers I'm slightly interested in a little bit later. So I'd rather just get that number two running back to sure up with Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey. You know, if you don't get Jonathan Taylor, the number two overall pick. So my pick would also be Devin Singletary. I'm out on A.J. Dillon right now. I just don't really see it. I'm being honest with you. I, I think he's a good player. I just don't see his role in this offense really increasing. So I want to go with Devin Singletary, who I think is going to be the lead back in Buffalo. You got anything to add on that? or? Yeah, I'm fine with that. And also, you know, the, our roster pa- positional allocation strategy actually made A.J. Dillon a stronger pick for us than, say, if we had like three or four running backs, in my, in my opinion, because we are shooting for league-winning potential with the running back two pick that we, we pick in the seventh round. Same thing here. I have no problem in a season-long league taking James Cook and figuring it out and seeing which of the Buffalo running backs I can start week to week. This is a great offense, a, a fantastic offense, maybe even top three in the league. And if they end up using a bell cow running back, we are going to have an absolute stud on our hands. They drafted James Cook in the second round. They saw... We saw what Devin Singletary can be when given touches. Yes, it could be a full-blown RBBC, but I think there's so much touchdown upside in the seventh and eighth round. I'm okay stacking running backs in this position. All right. I'm fine with that as well. Something that we will never do, most likely in best ball, but in redraft leagues, I think that's very acceptable acceptable to do. I did that with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss last year. I wasn't that great until later on in the season, but yeah, Devin Singletary is a great player, as is James Cook. So after on Singletary, real quick, to just recap, some people may be listening to this instead of watching. Brandon Cooks, Garrett Wilson, A.J. Dillon, Elijah Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Drake London, Dak Prescott, Kareem Hunt, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Smith, Brandon Ayuk, Russell Wilson, Darnell, here comes the Mooney, Cordero Patterson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tony Pollard, Gabe Davis, Chris Olave, Dawson Knox, and Tampa Bay Tom Brady. We're going to go with James Cook here. I like James Cook a ton, and I agree with you. I think you can draft two running backs on the same team, especially in the seven, eight range where maybe maybe both of them are startable. I don't I don't think so. Don't think All right, we can zoom through the rest of the draft here. We got about six rounds <laughs> left, and now we're going to take best round, best player available here. We do need a tight end at certain points, but we have stopped implementing the anchor RB strategy. We've now sort of shown you when to pivot out of it based on your league allocation settings. Now we're really in the best flex available stage. Tight end for me, we're definitely punting the position. I think Renfro is a great play here. I think Chase Edmonds is a great play here. Uh, I'm not really looking at Zach Ertz, but if you're talking about probability of getting seven targets a game for a tight end, it's gone after Ertz. 
with Marquise Brown and then a lot of question marks, for, at least for the first six weeks for Arizona, the only tight end left with like a serious, serious target potential is Ertz. So if you wanted to say take him now, I get it. It's a little early for me. Okay. I'm fine going with just best player available. I think there are still some tight ends later. And if we wanted to, we can almost just draft two with the situation we have right at every other position where we're pretty confident. So I would probably just go with the best player available. And in my opinion, that player is either Hunter Renfro or Chase Edmonds. I think I basically agree exactly with what you said. I think since we have two running backs on the Buffalo Bills, maybe getting another running back would be advantageous. One that I think could be a starter, but there is also a chance that we could get someone a little bit later. So let's go with best player available. Let's go Hunter Renfro. That would be my pick here. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. So after with Hunter Renfro, there's a bunch of other picks. And then we're going to be back up on the board here. Where would you be looking position-wise here once we get all the way over here? You want to go just best player available? 100%. Best player available. I'm not concerned about uh, my second tight end or even my first, uh, my first, excuse me, my first tight end or my second quarterback. I, I'm just not concerned about that. The running back position, I recognize that I probably want to have a quantity over quality approach on this team. So running back is where I'll lean, but it's not somewhere I have to go. My pick at running back, if we were to go running back, would be Damian Pierce. Go for it. Let's do it. All right. The thought process real quick. Damian Pierce could be the number one running back in Houston. You're getting him in the 10th round. I understand he's on Houston. But if he is the number one running back, we've seen running backs on bad teams be quite successful in fantasy football. So after Damian Pierce, we see Sky with two Ys more, two with Tagovailoa. Uh, where are we going here? Madison, for me, Madison is a pure handcuff pick, but one of the most valuable handcuffs in the league. I know he kind of burns a roster spot. Uh, Rashad White would also be someone that I just don't, I can't imagine Tampa Bay turning to a rookie running back as a bell cow right yeah. off the bat. But he's competing with an out-of-shape Leonard Fournette and a Kishon Vaughn who's already proved that he may not be NFL-worthy. He, he's definitely a, uh, just a guy running back. So Rashad White has a very capable path to playing time on a very good team. Uh, I digress there. He goes at the uh, end of the 11th round, at the end of the 12th now. Man, I like Rondell Moore as a player. I think his stock has really, really fallen. We've got, what, two rounds left in this draft, so we do need, or three picks left, so we do need to think about tight end. Best tight end available, Higby, Najoku. I don't know why Sleeper's so high on Hayden Hurst. That's just me. I think Robert Tunyon is the best player available if he plays. Again, that's an if. Early on, at least, obviously. H Higby, because of his health and the quality of his offense, I have significantly higher than Tanyan. But those are the two tight end picks for me. Um, and then it's Logan Thomas. If we wanted to go to Higby here, I, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so you want to go two tight ends in this draft based upon how we've built Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah in, a, then... in a regular season-long league, that is not a necessity, even if I go late-round tight end, because I know I can just get it on the waiver wire. Okay. And then also, if Logan Thomas or Robert Tanyan, if you were to pick either of them, if they start the league or the season off on the pup, they're not playing, you can throw them in your IR spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so you want to go Tanyan here, back-to-back -back tight end? Sure. Let's do it. All right. And then we have one pick left in the draft. I think we did a great job today of using the strategy that we set upon to use. And I think that this is a strategy that is going to continue to get more popular in your redraft leagues. This is already something that's super popular in best ball. 
Absolutely. Here we go with the last round. I like to go pure upside here, to be completely honest. So I'm rarely picking a quarterback. I love going with a rookie running back. If Jalen Tolbert was there, I would absolutely take him. Uh, I just I, I love a player who, because it, this is the last round and we're treating this like it's a regular fantasy league with a waiver wire. God, I can't I can't say no to Gus Edwards. I, I little less upside than I usually go. I usually would pick a player like Zamir White in Las Vegas, who maybe there's that off chance. He just outplays Josh Jacobs or or something like that. But Cus Edwards is going to get a huge amount of touches on a run-heavy offense. We got to take him. Okay. My pick would have been Alec Pierce, just more on the upside. Thinking he Dude, could he's not playing. Guy he's there. not playing. Or he might uh, not play at all. You never know. We're going we're gonna to eat. I, I love it, but we're going to keep debating about Alec Pierce. I think, he's, I think he's a false flag. I don't think he's playing a lot in Indianapolis. <laughs> okay, so then who do you think is better, Paris Campbell? I, I think Paris Campbell is better, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, Paris Campbell's great. He just always gets hurt. So. And I think Mo Ali Cox is going to get a ton of uh, uh, opportunities as well. So I've been taking him late round, especially an underdog. All right. So shout out to underdog. Promo code AwesomeMo. $100 first match deposit bonus. So to recap our team, then we can just say a little bit or say a, nothing. You know, you never know. So Jonathan Taylor <laughs> was our first pick on our team. Then we went with Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Jerry, Judy, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Hurts, Devin Singletary, James Cook. Uh, Hunter Renfro, Damian Pierce, Tyler, or sorry, uh, Alexander Madison, then Tyler Higby, Robert Tunyon, and then Gus Edwards. Our team is also on the side. If you want to see how we actually had our roster set up, I think that we did a great job at explaining what the hero running back strategy or the anchor running back strategy is, depending on what you want to call it. And I think we did a great job doing the draft and actually completing a team that is very possible in a redraft league. Right now, again, it's June. Maybe we do this video again closer to August. The ADPs are going to change. Things happen. People get hurt. But at the end of the day, I think that as a whole, this was a very good look at the strategy. I completely agree. A great, a textbook implementation of the Hero RB strategy. We do not take our running back two until the seventh round. And we even kind of hedge our bets with our seventh and eighth round pick going with those Buffalo running backs. It's possible that Josh Allen just ends up taking all those goal line rushes and we look like fools, which is why we needed some guaranteed touches in a player like Gus Edwards at the end of the draft and some built-in upside. Hey, if Dalvin Cook isn't 100% healthy the entire season, we know the type of workload Alexander Madison is going to get. Damian Pierce, a rare opportunity to get uh, a projection of about 150 touches, in my opinion, after the 10th round. I still think Marlon Mack, is their week one starter, but we'll see who ultimately becomes the most talented player. And then Higby and Tanyan, again, getting quality targets, if not a small amount of them. That's what you got to do with late round tight end. Well done today, man. Yep, I agree. I think we did a great job today. I think that if you did enjoy today's video, you should hit that subscribe button down below. Hit that like button. Leave a comment down below if you think we did a great job or maybe where you would have went different in the draft. It's always interesting to see if someone thinks that instead of Keaton Allen, we should have taken Ezekiel Elliott or something like that. If this wasn't the hero running back draft strategy, what did you guys think of the draft? I love all of you guys. Hope you guys did end up enjoying today's video. Again, promo code AWESOMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, for a $100 first match deposit bonus on Underdog. Hope you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, guys, good boy. Peace.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.